Hey guys, welcome to Frontline Freedom Adventure Therapy uh, Podcast. I'm Dave and I'm with Josh here today. Hey guys. So um, today we just want to talk about uh, essentially how to get started in backpacking. And this is this is for if you came out with us or even if you didn't come out with us, just some stuff to help make your um, introduction to backpacking and getting out in the back backcountry a little bit easier for you to swallow because there's a lot of anticipation that builds up and a lot of hesitation, especially for new people. I know oh, like yeah. our first trip, we were kind of like, well, I don't necessarily <laughs> know what we're doing other than... Yeah, like I think my pack weighed probably 65 pounds. Yeah. Because I was like, I'm going to need this and you don't need half of what you think you need. Right. And that's the big key is everyone yeah. Everyone packs so heavy their first time. Yeah, and and I literally like, didn't have any equipment. Yeah. Um, and like people take canned goods and that's a huge no-no because you don't <laughs> want the water weight. So let that right. be a tip. You don't want water weight or anything. But uh, so, I mean, starting off, obviously, the number one, you need a freaking backpack. Yeah. Yeah. You need a oh, backpack at the bare minimum. At and, bare minimum. And you know, guys, there's a lot of things out there. I mean, Dave just got this one from Kelty. It was what? About $150. Yeah. And yeah. it's super nice. Like, actually, we're just sitting here looking at it. Um, but yeah, I would say the big three, obviously backpack, mm-hmm. tent, sleeping bag. Yeah. Everything else becomes comfortable at that point. Yeah. I, I, I like to have an inflatable pillow. I do too. Because I, I you know, I don't want to wake up with like a crick in my neck and not be able to you know, see straight <laughs> for the next three days. I'm getting old, man. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> Tell me. Um, but no, you know, the big three, backpack, tent, sleeping bag. You can, man, you can hit the woods right now. Yeah, um, just make sure you take water. Yeah, water is the big one. Um, you're gonna need some type of filtering system unless you plan to carry water, and water is heavy. It is, yeah. Water water gets very heavy very quick, especially if you uh, if you wanna go big, you're gonna need uh, water filtration, um, like a camelback, something inside your backpack. So that kind of gets into a little bit more advanced. So we're gonna tone that down for- Cause that, we'll have that stuff for them. Yeah, yeah, people come out with us. But um, so some of the stuff that you wanna do is first and foremost is consult with somebody who knows what they're talking about when it comes to backpacking. And if, if you've come out on a trip with us, then we could serve as that person for you just to kind of show you the ropes. If you don't have that option, or let's say you want to get into it before um, we have a trip available, I strongly encourage you to go to like REI or somebody that's an outfitter specifically designed for that. Yeah, because they'll they'll go through and show you how to actually load your pack to help your yeah. And I'll buy all your mixture, back out. Everybody there, they're usually super cool, really willing to help. Yeah, and if you tell them where you're going, they're going to have a good idea of what you need for your specific yeah. area. Yeah, um, at least that's been our, same here, my yeah. experience too. Yeah, you, you tell them you're going to the AT and they'll ask you what section and they'll tell you, oh, look out for this at mile four. And they're like, well, how'd you, yeah, how do you yeah. guys know everything? They're amazing. <laughs> it's great. No, we're not sponsored by REI, but I would love it if they were listening. Yeah, so if you're listening. <laughs> if, you, if you're listening, go ahead. Um, um, water filtration. I mean, I'll, I'll give you what I like. Um, just and it's just because it's simple. I use the uh, the Sawyer squeeze. Yeah, um, that's the same I, system I have too. Yeah, it's good for like a million gallons. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, you're gonna lose the device before you lose. Yeah, filtration absolutely. ability. Yeah, and it's just it's super simple. Like you don't need training. You don't need. It's very it's very minimalist. It's small. It's light. Um, Sawyer also has a their mini. Um, never used it. I prefer the big one just because of, of some of the things I've read. Um, I heard they're they're less uh, prone to clogging up. Yeah. 
So I just I the store you're squeezing you usually get them right around thirty dollars. They're very inexpensive. Yeah, and I think for that price point, it comes with two refillable bladders too. So you can yeah, two refillable bladders, the backwash, a couple hoses to hook it up to oh, your Camelback. Yeah, I mean it literally for thirty dollars has more than you need. It's, sure, it's it's a it's a good buy. Yeah, if you pair that with um, every now and then, it's not always available, but REI does what's called their backpacking beginners bundle, and it comes with a tent, a sleeping bag, and a sleeping pad all in one kit yeah. it's i, I want to say it's like 250 bucks which you can't beat that for a tent plus a sleeping bag and a pad that's yeah. that's a great way to get into it for you know roughly 500 bucks you're, you're ready to go and that's mm -hmm. that's really not a bad price because a uh, backpacking gear starts getting up there pricing yeah, quickly. it almost cost me a marriage yeah that's <laughs> same here but i got it you know when they see the uh, dividend check coming from rei it's like that's hey sweet i can go buy myself a <laughs> pair of pants or something and everything's fine yeah. Um, another thing, you know, if you're starting to get into it. Waterproof bag. Yes, yeah, something waterproof, especially like your shoes too, Gore-Tex. Yeah, I see, I have mixed feelings with that. Really? I, ha I have two pairs. So my first trip, when, when I did Maryland on the Appalachian Trail, I had waterproof boots. It was mid, late spring, and man, I, my feet were soaked. It was from sweat. Yeah, um, yeah, if you go in like the summer months too, yeah. especially, yeah. See, I, I, I tend to take the summer off. Yeah. I hike in the spring and in the fall and <laughs> usually with you in the winter. Yeah. And uh, I avoid summer because I don't like the heat. But yeah, so my Vermont trip, obviously I wore my big waterproof boots because it was it was chilly and it was wet. Um, I started using trail runners for the summer months. Yeah. They're light, they're comfortable. Um, if they get wet, which more likely they will, um, they dry out quick. Yeah. You know, and man, I've never, never had a blister. They're, they're great. Do you take a uh, moleskin with you? Um, my first trip I did, and okay. my feet were fine. And then I did another trip with one of our guides, Scotty. Okay. And he's kind of a billy goat. Yeah. And no, was, I've hiked with him, and it, it almost killed me. Yeah, yeah. my heart jumped out of my chest. And like a fool, I was like, oh, new boots. I'll be good. And, man, my feet were hamburger. Yeah. So don't wear – like wear your shoes before you go try to hike the Appalachian oh, Trail. Oh, yeah, that's a Just good tip. food for thought. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it can really take the fun out. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, so let's say you you got all your gear and you're ready to go hit the woods. And I've, I've seen this play out too many times, and it, it, it always ends bad to just take our advice on it. Don't immediately think that you're going to go from never hiking to you're going to tackle the, the AT. you got to yes. start out small. And um, I would pick – find somewhere near your house where it's close. That way, if it's not for you, get out in the woods and say you have a like, like a foot issue like, like yeah, you were talking about. Absolutely. You, you can get home quick and you're not putting yourself in any danger uh, or anything like that. And, and on top of that, another thing that I tell people to do to kind of do a gear shakeout is a lot of state parks and um, campgrounds offer walk-in camping. Yeah. So just put all your stuff in your, your bag and have it ready to go, but just drive your car to a campground and only use what you were able to pack that way. It's, it, it's called a gear shakedown. You're just kind of looking at what you can and can't do um, as far as, you know, what kind of gear you have and make sure you have the food with you. That way you, you're prepared for the future. Agreed. Yeah. Um, food bags. Oh, yeah. yeah food yeah. bags. Something I didn't know. Um, and actually a really good friend of mine. Um, not only do you show me how to uh, the, the PCT method hanging it from a tree which is super cool I didn't know that until I just went to Vermont I did something okay. new I learned um, but yeah think about you know anything if you're going to go to the Appalachian Trail anywhere that potentially has bear activity anything that has scent um, your food especially 
Um, at night, you're gonna you're gonna want to hang hang your food, and and there's different. You can get on YouTube and figure out how to hang in a tree to to keep the bears from your food, but um, it's it's very simple to have your food consolidated in one bag. So uh, pull it out, and what I found to make it simpler is I break all my days down in one gallon Ziploc bag. So I just pull that for today. I just pull that Ziploc baggie out, put it on the top of my pack. So my day idea. two, day three, day four is still in my food bag. I don't yeah, have see, to trash I do the primitive, everything. Like where I've got everything in one, I root through everything to find my. Yeah, my I start meals. doing so that. It's that's just, a good idea. It's, it's a pro especially if it's dark. Like inevitably, I'll leave something. It's just easier sure. to keep things consolidated. No, that's a good tip. I like um, that. So, but because I'm the guy who loses stuff. There's a lot to be said about that. <laughs> we learned from our mistakes. We did. I actually, I think our very first video showed me. Leave oh yeah, no, I was, was it leave no trace. I think was the comment. Yeah, no, I know. I think uh, <laughs> I, we're gonna have to post a link to that video at some point. But yeah, essentially, we seriously because people will get a kick. Yeah, out. Yeah, I'm sitting there in a in a backpacking chair drinking a cup of coffee, and he's still trying to rig up a tent so he can. Because all I had was a poncho. Yeah, like yeah. we wanted a backpack, we needed a backpack. We were in a bad way; just didn't really have anything. So it was February, and well, we just didn't have a lot of equipment, so we just did it. Yeah. And look at us now. I know. Now we <laughs> now we still don't get paid to do it, but we have a lot more people that follow us around when we do. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, well. So yeah, going small at the beginning, like don't don't try to kill yourself. I highly recommend doing a car camping trip, but not yeah. treat it as car camping. Just have your backpack in your car, grab it out of the trunk and just use that only just to make sure you got what you need. If if you have access, I know um if if you're listening and you're from the Dayton area, there's um was the five rivers five rivers metro park is, yeah is it the twin river trail is that what yeah called? i think so um it's uh it's kind of out of germantown if i'm not mistaken it's a 40 mile loop and actually actually i'll tell you the trails when when you and i went yeah. i was more than pleasantly surprised at, yeah. at how it was a really nice trail system i feel like that's a great spot to go yeah especially for a beginner because where some of their campgrounds are in relation to public parking is less than two miles. Right. So that's a good way to get in and you're close enough to, mm -hmm. if you need to get, come back out because you forgot something or, or whatever the case may be, you can get in and get back out or you can just stay there for the night and their their campsites are really well groomed. So they really were flat, yeah. there's not a bunch of roots and rocks. And the site we had, dude, it was nice. Had a, yeah, I no. mean, for Ohio, even though not a lot of terrain, but we had a nice overlook. Yeah. Um, it, it, was good, there, it was a good the, trip. Yeah, yeah. You, you had the river right next to it, and that yep. area is really, really pretty anyway. Yeah, so really I feel is. like if, if you're listening to that, that's a that's a great beginner backpacking loop because you still get some elevation, so you get a mm -hmm. hike in. Um, you, you're still out in the, the backcountry. I mean, really, you're far enough into the woods where you don't see road anymore. So. Right. Right. Um, you get or hear anything. You have the solitude. Yeah, yeah. You, you feel like you're on the AT. You just have that comfort of knowing I can get back to my car yeah, an hour if I need to. Yeah, which is which is great, especially if you're someone who's just starting out. Absolutely. Because you never know. Or, you know, I think, um, you know, for those of you that have families, that's even a perfect one to try to take your family along with mm -hmm. you. If you have oh, yeah. kids that are able even, to even hike. for a day hike. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, and and the way they have their. Um, campsites set up they, they don't allow just like backcountry camping anywhere like some of the national forests do but they have designated spots but where they put their designated spot for backpacking is a good quarter mile off the main trail so oh, no one comes back there no one's wandering through yeah we had a whole place to ourselves yeah i didn't see a single person mm -hmm. other than you the whole time we were there so that was 
unfortunate for you. It was very unfortunate for me, <laughs> but you know what? We got through it. We got through <laughs> it. We got through it together. <laughs> um, and with that, it's kind of another thing we had written down here is to pick somewhere that's well-established and well-traveled. So you don't have to worry about so much getting lost if you don't have like a garment yeah. or if you're not really adept at reading maps yet or anything like that. Right. Like you get out into the AT, you have to know how to navigate and then some yeah, of and, and spot, when you know? we did Grayson um, just because you know we were on the AT for a while but then mm -hmm. we broke off so we could make the loop sure um, you know having like with the system you had with the GPS that absolutely helped yeah um, but you can turn around quickly up there yeah you could um, but then you know having the ability to read topography or you know in the event of yeah. know how to use map and compass it in a dire situation get yourself out yeah. would, would definitely be a, a good skill to have. and if you don't know how to do that um actually rei has a sweet video tutorial about how to um, basically do some land nav it's not real intense but at least get you uh, enough wherewithal to get yourself out of trouble so yeah, yeah. Um, the good video series and it's easy to follow i think you know if you watch the whole series it's maybe 10 or 15 minutes but yeah. it, it, it literally tells you everything you need to know with that, I wonder, I mean, you know, at some point, if people would be interested in like learning yeah. map orienting, land navigation, because as simple as it may be, there are ways you could get yourself lost. Mm -hmm. Like not knowing what declination is. You know, you got true right. north, magnetic north, and grid north, and not knowing how to convert one to the other. Right. So if I'm reading off a map and I'm trying to convert to magnetic north off my compass, you, yeah, you, you can, can put yourself off. in a bad situation. Yeah, and actually, when uh, I was doing some um, trail scouting for Lake Vesuvius, and one of the guys who um, he's he's got his own backpacking channel on YouTube, but um, he got lost in the trail and ended up running into a ranger. And this is someone who's you know navigated the AT and all this kind oh, of wow. stuff. And yeah, he ended up running into a ranger and had to get directions. Which I mean, he had all the supplies he needed. So at worst case right. scenario, he pitches a tent for the night, and just turns around, and walks back out the next day. But um, you know, it shows you even even someone who's experienced could benefit from yeah. knowing that kind of stuff. And I would almost say, around. and you can probably attest to this, some of the, um, like, like something like Lake Vesuvius, it, in in my experience, is harder to navigate than like the Appalachian Trail because the Appalachian Trail is so well traveled, so yeah. well marked. Yeah, if um, you get off the main lake path where you can't see the lake anymore, absolutely. not a whole lot of people are going there to backpack. Most of them right. just walk around the lake and they go. Whereas home, the so. AT, I mean, it's it blows my mind like their whole volunteer service how how well it's marked it is yeah kudos to uh if you're a volunteer for the yeah, at thanks. i mean that's yeah that's phenomenal huge props and those those guys work hard it's guys and oh gals. my gosh I mean, they're, yeah. they're out there just busting it so um another thing that you want to be aware of is um, we already kind of talked about it but make sure you have a water supply near you um, yes. be it and you want to do moving water i mean you, you if you absolutely have to get it out of a, a lake or something like that i mean okay but moving water is is where you want to be you want to try to make do everything in your power to get that moving water to to refill so um on that note something that i found with my first trip and it kind of goes twofold camp shoes and things to make your in camp easier oh yeah so yeah. like my first trip to the actually appalachian trail like you know i wanted camp shoes so i had like literally a pair of shower shoes because they're light strapped to the back of my pack so when I got into camp, the water source was probably, I don't know, a quarter mile down off of the ridge. And it was it was a pretty steep descent. So I had a bunch of, I think I had two or three tiny, not tiny, but two or three one liter bags. So 
going down wasn't that bad in flip-flops coming oh, up no. the hill yeah. when they're damp from doing the water resupply slippery it was difficult at best yeah and then for me personally by the time i cook i'm hydrating that night and water for the next morning three liters wasn't enough no so prior to my second trip and i i can't think of who makes that i think it may i think it's sawyer anyway nonetheless um there i have a gallon um bag that i use for dirty water so when i get into camp i take that gallon bag i top that off and that gives me water not only for cooking that night breakfast in the morning drinking water that night and typically enough to top off the next morning before i break camp so if it is say a quarter mile down you know a steep hill when you've been hiking all day yeah you only have to make that trip once versus in in my experience the night i had to do it a couple of times yeah no and that that's good because i know um I just have the ones that come in the Sawyer squeeze. So that, and that's what I had bags. initially yeah. too. And yeah. The last time I went um, to Grayson with you, that big we square used bag, your, your big, yeah, your big, and it bag. made it that, communal water. Oh, it, it was great. Yeah, everyone was using that thing. We yes. hung it up in a tree, and people just came over, and we we put the end of the filter on mm-hmm. it, and just you know, you just open up the valve when you, you we need, need water. Yeah. Yeah. We all just used it for cook and and clean whatever we needed. But yeah, it was it was it was communal water. Yeah. So and a, it, like I said, thing. it's just you know little things that when we've been out, be like you know, hey. The, this would be nice to have for the next trip. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just little things that make life so you can enjoy the, have more time to actually enjoy the woods versus working towards the water, working towards setting up camp or working right. towards dinner and, and trying to stay alive. Well, you know, if you're with me, <laughs> that is a high potential. Yeah. He almost killed me a few times. That's okay. I still love you. It's all good. Um, and this is kind of an interesting one that I didn't realize until we started re- researching, you know, some some beginner tips. And a lot of people want to take their dogs with them. But the number one reason for human and bear interaction is dogs. See, I didn't know that till you told me that. Yeah. Like, that blows my mind. Yeah. And and what it, I mean, a dog's going to do what dogs do. I mean, they sniff and they smell something interesting. They want to go check it out. And, you know, sometimes they'll kick up a bear. So now you have this bear dog face off and what happens is the owner goes and tries to get the dog away from the bear and it ends up creating even more chaos, so. Yeah, that's a bad day. Yeah, <laughs> so I mean, I, I mean, we all love our pets, I get it, but for backpacking, it's just not really the place for a dog. Yeah. Unless you know not, 100% you don't have any wildlife that it's going to interact yeah. with, which is really rare. I've seen rare. one or two through hikers um, when I've done section hikes where they've had dogs, but like the the one guy for instance like when we crossed paths he he was a southbounder on the at started at Catan, was going oh, to georgia okay. and we passed him right around perrysburg virginia so he was probably a solid thousand miles if not more man and the dog like they had their routine coming yeah. to camp he fed the dog made his dinner threw up their tent and yeah they were dead and they were gone before i got up the next morning so did he have the dog on a leash no Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. The, yeah. That's the, kind of like a big thing for like when you start getting into bear country is yeah. make sure that you keep your dog on a leash for that reason. Yeah. Actually, um, I start following a guy after that trip on Instagram because he's done like the Pacific Crest Trail. Okay. The Appalachian Trail. And he was a super good dude. Super knowledgeable. Oh, yeah. I don't think I've ever met any like a-holes on any kind you know, of trail. I no. I mean, um, usually people are pretty chill. It, you know, yeah. Um, I, mean, I can't. You get the one-off person that's probably not. Like I don't their know cup that of tea, or it's their first time, and it'll probably be their last time. You run into occasional yeah. of those, but that's so rare. It's rare. I mean, and I think that's especially like the AT. That's one of the for me was one of the neater things to start learning about that because, like the Trail Angels, mm-hmm. like there's people that live 
in the area of where the Appalachian Trail crosses through, and it's not uncommon like to come off of a mountain where you have to cross the road to go up to the next mountain, and there'll be a cooler. Yeah. And it's full of like snacks yes. and Gatorade and soda, yeah. and, and it'll say for hikers. Yeah. Um, or you come up to another cross a road intersection, and there's just some dude with a grill is like, hey, can I make you anything? Yeah. See, this is just uh, one more reason why backpacking renews my faith in humanity. Truly. I yeah. mean, it really does, because it's yeah. a community. Everyone's mm-hmm. just kind of... You and everybody know, takes care of each other. Yeah, and, and it's not uncommon to see. I mean, now it's COVID, so it's not as common. But people share meals. You know, like, oh, hey, absolutely. You try this. I made this new. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever. And yeah, you yeah. It's uh, it's almost like taking a step back in time. It is. Yeah. I mean, not only f- uh, just how people are and and how they're taking care of each other, but also obviously because you're living off the stuff on your back. But yeah. Th- that for me, that was one of the the first few times out was probably one of the cooler experiences. Was just. The hiking community it's yeah. uh it's super cool yeah so i mean for if you're new to it build up and definitely get yourself comfortable to the where you know the gear that you need you're not overpacking i personally i started off um i got into backpacking through motorcycling um, because all the camping stuff that i use for my bike is real lightweight this is the same stuff you use for backpacking and that's kind of how i got into it but same concept you started off with a vehicle at a campsite just making sure you had what you needed and then we went to two and three mile loops and then onto the at so yeah it's kind of a natural progression and if you follow it that way you're you're kind of helping since you don't burn yourself out because last thing you want to do is go too big too quick oh yeah and you'll just burn yourself out and it, it won't be an enjoyable thing and it should be what about mileage so that's something i messed up on my first at hike yeah yeah when it, it really that's going to so much depend on terrain because it is you know if it's if you've got a lot of vertical climb you don't want to be pounding a lot of miles yeah really and, and what i have found for me of course you know a little bit older not as fit um, what I found is a very enjoyable pace is one to one and a half miles an hour. Now, I know yeah. a lot of you guys are like, holy crap, dude. That's like super slow on a treadmill. And you're absolutely 110% right. Um, I would tell you when we're walking, we're walking at a faster pace than that. But what I like to do is I'll walk 45 to 50 minutes and take a 10 to 15 minute break. Yeah. Um, Hydrating some peanut butter crackers. Yeah. And what I found, like, I did a couple trips where I was like, I'm going to try to cover X amount of miles. I'm getting to this camp. Whereas this has given me the latitude of, one, slowing down and, and enjoying the true reason I'm out there. But two, as the day progresses and say, for whatever reason, you have to push a long day, that not only the hydration, but my energy levels were more sustainable. Yeah. For yeah, you can hike longer. Absolutely. If you, if you break it out like that. It's absolutely. almost like taking breaks in a car. Same thing. You know, yeah. You can, and, you know, I'll play it by ear. It's like, okay, hey, we come across a nice stream. Like, when we just got back from Vermont. But in Vermont, day one, it was we were not in that 15, 10, 15-minute window at coming up to the top of the hour. Beautiful stream. It's like, you know it. what? Yeah, you never know when the next one's going to so be. It's so it's like, you know what? Let's stop here. And we stayed there for probably an hour, hour and a half, had yeah. lunch, enjoyed the stream, had, you know, had a good time. Yeah. Um, and, and it's like, you know, now if you're a through hiker, obviously you're, there's an end goal there. Yeah. But if you go out with us, it's more about enjoying the company, enjoying each other at camp, um, enjoying the day, enjoying the nature, just, just enjoying the trip. Yeah. Decompressing. You know? D- yes. Yeah. If you're on a trip, you know, you've probably told people back home, yeah, don't bother me because I probably won't have cell coverage anyway. And that's, 
I find that to be the beauty of these trips. Is mm-hmm. You don't have self-coverage. So even if they right. want to bug you, they can't. They can't. Yeah. And it, just, you know, if you do come out on a trip with us, we have satellite communicators. And just in case somebody gets hurt and we have to call, right. you know, send for help or whatever. Because a lot of the places we go, we don't have self-coverage, which I love. But yeah. it, it it does worry some people because they, yeah, they absolutely. want to be, be ready. But, you know, we prepare for that. So Speaking of that, go. we probably shouldn't do this but since it's a podcast, but well, it's high roll. With your... Uh, satellite communication. Yeah. Is there a way through like the website or social media, like when we do get people out? Yeah. That it's almost like a life tracker? Yeah. So they can, you know, like spot check, like, hey, my husband or my wife or my buddy. Yeah. Oh, they're doing good. They're here today. So since we're kind of revamping how we do our orientation process for 2021. So in 2020, since this was kind of our first year off the ground, it was hey, we know this person just kind of wants to come out. Either they're struggling or they just they just need to get some stuff off their chest. Mm-hmm. So it was more of a, okay, come out with us. We're going here on this weekend. Right. And it was- Probably uh, a little more informal than what how we much see more. it. Yeah, yeah. Future. So for 2021, we're gonna incorporate uh, more of an orientation for a family as well. So significant other, spouse, you know, best friend, cousin, I don't care. Whoever's important to you, bring someone. Yeah. Um, we're gonna really make a push to cover that. But at an orientation, they'll actually get a link to that specific trip. Um, and what we're gonna do is we'll get their contact information. So when we turn the satellite communicator on, because we we're starting to hike, mm-hmm. it'll send a message that say, start of hike, day one, whatever. That'll go to everyone in that text group. And then um, we'll set it to like either every hour, or every two hours, it would actually ping our location. So you can kind of watch us on a map. That's kind of move. Cool. And then when we get to camp, you know, obviously we're gonna shut it off so we don't run the batteries out. Right. Um, but it'll be a, a final message for the end of the day, made it to a campsite, um, that's it. And it, it'll show that last location, it'll be shut off and the next morning, it'll be starting to hike. And then you can kind of track us that's that cool. way so you know exactly where we are because, um, you know, actually I did it for um, our, trip to Grayson. I had my brother with me and his yeah. fiance was kind of worried. And, um, you know, so I, I actually programmed her number and, you know, my wife's number into um, the communicator and they were able to live track it um, the whole cool. time, just see where we were. Just, and they knew if we were moving, like they were good that way. It just gave them peace of mind. And, you know, I found out it was funny. His wife was like, well, his fiance, it's now his wife, but yeah. At the time, she's like, "Well, I don't need to track him or anything. That's that's silly." But the reality is, when she's laying in bed, wondering how in he's doing, yeah, 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 she would log on and, and look at it. So to make sure, it just gives everyone a piece, piece of mind. Peace of mind, so, it yeah. maybe lets them go to sleep that night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To know that you know, no one's hurt. We're all good. So um, just kind of one more added piece of you know making people feel better, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Better term. So, but I got a meeting invite for something apparently. Well, so ooh, you're a busy man. Uh, yeah, I try, but. Uh, Guys, we appreciate you listening. Hope we'll keep doing some more of these as time goes and uh, keep checking back in. I don't know how the subscribe button works for podcasts. Yeah, but I'm, I'm sure learning the whole social media thing. So go to Instagram and it, it's like, right? Like subscribe to the Instagram page. You're yes, you can, really helping us out. Yeah, so you can follow our Instagram page, follow, like, yeah. like all of our pictures. Our yes. Facebook page you can like. We do have a YouTube channel for videos, but we're probably gonna do more podcasts and videos because YouTube won't allow you to put certain length of videos until you have X amount of subscribers. So, um, and, and quite honestly, it's easy for us to sit down and talk rather than try to set yeah. up video equipment. So um, we'll do that, but the podcast, there, it'll be released on multiple platforms. So whatever you're listening on, just hit the subscribe button, share it to friend. Yeah, thanks keep, guys. Keep that, spreading the word. It means so much to us. It's, it's so great. It's humbling. Guys. Very you guys humbling, are helping, so. helping us a lot. Yeah. So. All right. Thanks. See you guys next time. All right. Have a good one.